Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to episode 257. With me, I have Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. How has your weekend be? Uh, um, it feels like the first week of the apocalypse here. How about you? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I have had a shitty week, uh, uh, both literally and figuratively. Uh, so... Are you ready for um, Riddle? Oh, okay. Are we still doing this? Sure. Mm-hmm. It is. It, it's now a thing, I guess. Uh, okay. Uh, um, yeah. Okay. And eventually I'm going to be over it, but let's do it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so a woman went into a bank to cash in insurance uh, refund check. By mistake, the teller gave her uh, dollars for cents and cents for dollars. Uh, she put the money in her purse by accidentally dropped uh, a nickel on the floor. When she got home, she found out that she had exactly the twice amount of what the check was cashed. She didn't have any money in her wallet before going into the bank. What was the exact amount of the check? Uh, a nickel. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think about change, change for dollars and dollars for change. Yeah. At that part, I was like, yeah. "Did Fro make a mistake yeah. there?" Or right? Okay, I get it. No, no, no. no. Uh, it was a nickel. See? <sighs> so fun. yeah, fun, fun with riddles. Sure. Uh, you know what? What is not a riddle? The world is going under, according to you. What is happening? I'm just every, there are forest fires all over Oregon right now. It's totally crazy. We'll get into it, I guess, a little later in the news. Uh, okay. I was attacked by a hor not hornets, a wasp nest. I like stepped on a wasp nest this week and got stung oh, yeah. a bunch of times. Um, uh-huh. And it, there's like a drought happening here as well. So yeah, bring on the locust. Oh. I, I, I am a vampire because I'm eating more blood than I, I should, so... Right, last week you <laughs> said you had an issue, and yep. this week it's continuing, so what's going uh-huh. on there? Uh, it's hurting, that's what it is. Right, you got uh, a doctor's appointment next week or something, right? Yeah, yeah, so I'm super excited for that. I have never seen so much blood in my entire life than this week, and it's like... All I do, I feel, to be very, very gross is poop blood, so that's fun. Um, I guess I'm a vampire. I'm just a very bad vampire. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I I would be the worst vampire in the entire world because I'm so afraid of blood. Uh, But who isn't afraid of blood is uh, the surveillance program that... uh, Snowden has exposed this week. This week? Say that again? 
this week? This week? Why did I say this week? I don't know. Seven years ago, uh, former National Security Advisor Edward Snowden blew the whistle on a mass surveillance of American telephone records, and appeals court has found the program itself was unlawful, and that the that's why you said this week is because this week they found the program by the U.S. uh, intelligence unlawful, and that the U.S. intelligence leaders who publicly defended it were. Not telling the truth. Another word for not telling the truth is lying, bro. <laughs> really? I didn't know that. <laughs> Remember James Clapper lying right to in... I do. He was under oath and he lied about it. In a ruling handed down on Wednesday, the U.S. Uh, Court of Appeals in the Ninth Circuit said the warrantless telephone dragnet that secretly collected millions of Americans' phone records violated Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act and may... Uh, may have as well have been unconstitutional. Snowden, who fled to Russia after the aftermath of the disclosures and is still facing U.S. espionage charges, said on Twitter that the ruling was a vindication of his decision to go public with the evidence uh, of NSA domestic eavesdropping operation. Right. So this means that he can go home now because... Uh, he exposed something that is illegal and uh, that is uh, good. He was just a whistleblower, so, yeah. I just think this is funny that a week after Trump, I think, yeah, Trump was floating pardoning mm-hmm. Edward Snowden, if you remember that, Fro. We talked about I do. It. Was it yeah. last week or the week before? Can't really remember. I think it was two weeks ago, yeah. And then this happens a couple of weeks later. Maybe Trump knew something we mm-hmm. didn't, possibly, uh, that this was going to happen. Um because one of the things he said when he said he was going to pardon him is that, oh, we got to look into that. So maybe they did look into that, I guess is my point. Right. I think what happened, probably, and this is totally my guess, uh, is that uh, he, he got the report on his table and he was like, hmm, maybe I should pardon him. And then the report comes out. Right. Do you think he'll pardon him now? I guess is a good question. Yes. Yeah, well, hmm, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I think it would be. I mean, if it's going to happen, yeah. it's going to happen in October, to like right yes. before the election, to try to make Trump look I good agree. as like a PR yeah. stunt. Yeah, I totally agree. And uh, it's it's a little like what happened on the seventeenth of May, uh, not this year, but t- two years ago, with the Norwegian government, when they got uh, uh, someone that was captured home. Oh, okay. As a PR stunt. Is this the guy that was in South South American guy? Is that? Uh, yes. Okay, yeah, I remember that. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, But yeah, I I do think I I do think he will be because the the thing is, you can say very many things about Trump, but he hates that he looks bad for some reason. Like if if people think that he looks bad. And it would be a enormous PR stunt and a big uh, fuck you to the Obama and Clinton administration. So I would think he would do this. Uh, I mean, it depends on his, what his advisors say and everything else. If there, I bet you there's people in his ear that would say, hey, don't do that. But we'll see what happens, I guess. Uh, speaking and of whistleblowers. Want, yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Okay. Talking about somebody that should be free, Julian Assange. Uh, WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange uh, has failed a bid to exclude new allegations against him 
in his fight to avoid extradition to the U.S. The activist, who has been in high-security prison for 16 months, was rearrested in the cells of Old Bailey on Monday over indictment over a new indictment containing 18 charges. So they're right before they sent him to trial, they arrested him again on new charges, like right before he went to trial. Uh, right. So that his defense is saying, "Hey, you can't. You didn't give us any time to prepare prepare a defense at all whatsoever." Uh, right. He and the other WikiLeaks are. Oh, he and the others at WikiLeaks are alleged to have recruited hackers to car- target computers between 2007 and 2015. Um, that's what the U.S. military and intelligence is saying. Uh, if convicted on of the charges related to the publication of hundreds of thousands of documents, he faces a possible pe- penalty of 175 years in jail for Holy fuck, that's a long time. The new indictment supersedes the previous one, although the 18 charges include plotting to hack computers and conspiring to obtain and disclose national defense information. Uh, The new allegations include Assange recruiting people to hack into a computer of a former WikiLeaks associate. Uh, Mm -hmm. It says they also include claims that a television network was hacked days after a documentary about WikiLeaks was aired on this television. Uh, they're saying that it, it included claims that Assange intentionally risked lives of sources, and that's why it was hacked, I guess. Uh, Assange is also accused of providing targets to LulzSec. You remember them from mm-hmm. back in the day? Uh, and, and attempting to assist Edward Snowden in avoiding arrest while he was in Hong Kong. It all connects. Uh, huh. Yeah, and Snowden is a Russian spy because he has lived in Russia for so long. So when Trump pardons him and he comes home and everything is okay, the Democrats can go say, oh, he helped the Russians because Snowden has been in Russia for so long. Wouldn't surprise me if that, they used that as an argument. Another thing that they're accusing him of that is what the thing that they were already accusing him of, but it's in in the same thing is uh, conspiring with Chelsea Manning to hack mm-hmm. the military files, which we all know Chelsea Manning had her own password. So why would she right. need to hack it when she had a password to those files? And how do you conspire? Well, I- he could know about it, I guess. Right, but. Conspiring to hack, I think the word hack is, especially nowadays, after everything with Russiagate, is being overused in the sense that uh, hacking is one thing. Having a password to a system, getting into that system and then taking files out of the system and giving them to somebody else, that's not hacking it. That's just Mm -hmm. stealing files because you have the password. It's like breaking and entering. If you just have the key to the house, you're not breaking. (laughs) You're just entering. Yeah, Entering, yeah. And that is true. Maybe maybe somebody should leave the keys for the EU out because holy fuck, this new Brexit thing is. Oh well, f- real quick before we go on, uh, oh. one of the big things about this Assange thing has to do with the uh, freedom of press, and it's if mm. if he's uh, arrested and charged with the things he's being charged with, uh, specifically, be like getting these documents and then publishing them, including the Russia Gate stuff. Um, mm. 
that can have an effect on every other publication around the world because he uh, not only did he publish those documents the guardian the new york times the washington post mm-hmm. they all published those same russiagate documents so if he's going to get arrested they have to arrest everybody at the washington time the washington post and the guardian and many other newspapers that all did the same thing all right boris that johnson would be, that would be very 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 cool uh yeah uh so i thought uh, the UK was out of the... It is. ...of EU, so what is going on? Uh, Boris Johnson is drawing up legislations that will override the Brexit withdrawal agreement. So this is, um, after... They already are withdrawn from the, e, from right. the EU, but they made a yeah. post-Brexit deal Brexit? that they would come post Brexit deal after Brexit deal <laughs> that they would come up with a trade deal um, within a certain period of time. It says uh, uh-huh. a move that threatens the collapse of talks, which prime minister has said must be completed within five weeks. Johnson put an ultimatum to the negotiators this week saying the UK and Europe must agree to a post Brexit trade deal by October 15th or Britain will walk away for good. So he moved up the, when it should happen, I guess. So, why is this a big deal for me? Well, I, I especially think of Northern Ireland where it comes to this because, like, this is maybe one of the biggest like cases that has been. Because uh, if if people don't know anything about geography, uh, UK uh, contains Scotland, uh, Ireland. And uh, it's one other country. I fucking forgot now. Wales, isn't it? Isn't Wales a country? Uh, I don't know if Wales is a country. I don't think it is. Okay. It's Scotland. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so Northern Ireland has uh, uh, is an independent country, but still in. <laughs> This is uh, Great Britain. It's not a part of the UK. It's a part of Great Britain. Right. So when uh, uh, the UK is going out of uh, uh, the EU. EU, Northern Ireland will still be inside of EU. Something that is a very big problem because there is no border between Northern Ireland and the other island. Because there was a border between those two things, and then we had Sinn Féin and the IRA, and we have we had bombings, and we had people being killed because uh, there was a border between those two things. So and, then, and then Tom they, Clancy made the made Patriot Games, and yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so it is very important that there is an open border between Northern Ireland and the UK. And that is the biggest problem with this, because if this collapses, there will be now a border between the UK and the Northern Ireland. Right. If they Unless they the... figure out something, right. Right. And that is the biggest problem. Uh, yeah, I, I think a lot of people also don't want a no-deal Brexit. I, I think me and you right. are a little less 
on that side of things. Um, right. I don't really care. Right. But it, it is a prob problem for the border issue. I agree. Right. Yeah. For your, uh, and, and, and I don't want that period back again. I, I still remember when the IRA won the Peace Prize with Sinn Féin, so it's not that fucking long time ago. Right. I mean, when we were kids, it was still happening, yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah, so that is, that is, and there was a lot of shooting there as well. Uh, are you having a border crisis in Portland? Uh, I don't think a lot of people are wanting to come into Oregon right now, considering the fires going on, but uh, we had a little, I mean, we had all those Trump supporters come in from across the border, what, last week? We talked about mm -hmm. uh, the shooting in Portland. Um, it, it turns out this week the person who shot the guy and killed him was killed by the police, and he was also from out of state. He was from Washington State. From uh, both suspects mm -hmm. of the slaying of a right wing Portland right wing protester in or Portland, Oregon, last weekend, uh, the victim had a handgun when the confrontation started after the dueling street demonstrations. Uh, the right-wing supporter of a group called Patriot Prayer was wearing a loaded Glock pistol in a holster, had bear spray and an expandable metal baton when somebody said something to the effect of want to go, which is frequently a challenge to fight. Authorities say they believe the Antifa protester who fatally shot, uh, who was then fatally shot by federal agents on late Thursday, in Washington State, uh, he, he opened fire and killed the man after he took part in a caravan of Donald Trump supporters who drove pickup trucks through downtown Portland. So, like I said last week, the one guy shot pepper spray at the one guy, and the other guy pulled out a gun because he, he thought that the guy with the gun and the pepper spray was a danger to other people, and he thought that... The guy had pepper spray and a gun, and he went to pull something out. The guy with the gun who shot him didn't know what he was pulling out. This is how I see it. And then shot him right. because he thought, oh, he might be pulling a gun on me. I better get right. get him first. Uh, and then what ended up happening, I guess, law enforcement officials uh, have compiled a justified warrant for his arrest on second-degree murder charges one day after the killing uh, and... They went and served that warrant and ended up shooting and killing him. So both of the people are dead now. Hmm. So we will never know the truth. Uh, well, he did an interview, uh, the guy who the police killed, with Vice. Uh, so if you want to go find that interview with Vice, he talks about what happened... They did it after the shooting. They did an interview with him, and he says, "Oh, I was try I, I was defending people around me because I thought he was going to shoot somebody." That he said he did it in self defense. So was he was he killed after the interview by the police? Yes. So why they was had to he get a warrant, probably. So he shot the guy. He fled. The police had right. to figure out who he was. So in between the time of. The shooting, ah, okay. them finding him I at his house in Olympia. Right. He did an interview with okay. Vice. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. I thought I thought that uh, the timeline was, oh, he shot uh, one person, then the police shot him 
in restitution right after. I didn't know there was a time period between. No. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was a couple no, of, couple of days, I think. Yeah. Um, couple of days, even really. Yeah, I'd have to go. I just closed the article, so. Oh, that is a long time. That is maybe longer than the they used to find the coronavirus vaccine. A couple of days. See what I did there. Right. A uh, big talk here. Uh, for the last week or so has been the idea of Trump vaccine coming out, but the Russian vaccine mm-hmm. we've been talking a lot about is showing signs of immune response, Fro. Ru- the first report on the coronavirus vaccine from Russian scientists say early tests show signs of an immune response. The report published in, a me- in the medical journal The Lancet, which is actually a very credible medical journal, mm-hmm. said every participant developed antibodies to fight the virus every participant russian licensed vaccine for local use in august the first country to do so and before and before had been oh before the data had been published the experts say the trials were too small to prove effectiveness and safety we talked about that in the past but moscow has hailed the results as as an answer to the critics um saying hey this works basically some western experts have raised concerns about the speed of their work um, mm-hmm. two trials of the vaccine named Sput- Sputnik V were conducted between June and July. So, I think that's Sputnik Five, probably. After... Oh yeah, maybe right. I didn't think right. about that. Uh, because uh, Sputnik One to Four was uh, uh, rockets. The... Rockets. Yeah. Uh, the Lancet paper said each thirty-eight in. 38 healthy volunteers who were given a dose of the vaccine and then a booster vaccine three weeks later uh, were between 18 and 60, were monitored for 42 days. All of them developed antibodies within three weeks. Among most of the common side effects were headaches and joint pain. Uh, Trials were open label and not randomized. Okay. So there was no placebo. Right. But uh, a third uh, phase of the trials will involve 40,000 volunteers. So that's good. Apparently including people from India, I was reading. Like, India is working with them, because India is doing right. really badly right now, and so they're, they they're kind of reaching out for anything possible to help uh, their people, right. and so they're like, hey, Russia, if, if you need some people to test the vaccine, we're, we're down. Right, right. Yeah, no, I really, 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 really hope this is going <clears throat> to figure things out. I really do. Uh, I guess you can join them because I mean, why why would you not join them? Well, it says here the United States will not join a global effort led by the World Health Organization to develop, man- manufacture, and distribute a vaccine against the coronavirus. Said said the White House Tuesday. What? The decision represents a gamble by the administration, one that could threaten to leave the country behind, and the first viable vaccine candidate is developed in another country. Uh, yeah. Um, almost every other nation of the world is participating in joint talks in the COVAX project involving the World Health Organization, the EU, Germany, Japan, and several other major non-governmental organizations. The project announced earlier this year would distribute an eventual vaccine candidate to countries around the world based on uh, the number of high-risk uh, residents in each nation. So, depending on how bad your country's doing, you'll get more doses. 
Mm. This is the vaccine Olympics I was talking about like many weeks ago that I was like, <laughs> we need something like that. Uh, right. And we were talking about it at the time of when people were really saying, oh, this Russian vaccine is dangerous. We can't have that. And I was like, yeah, okay, well, let's just all get together and figure out how to make one. And the rest of the world did. And the U.S. said, fuck you. Yeah. I mean, are you at all surprised that Donald Trump don't want to do this? Well, he said he doesn't want to get involved with the World Health Organization was his the administration's excuse, right? But we're seeing this morning... Yeah. Take it with a grain of salt because it's about it's coming from somebody who's selling a book. Bob Woodward is selling a book. Apparently, this morning it's coming out that in his book it says that Trump knew about the deadly, the how deadly coronavirus was in February and uh, chose not to tell people. So that's being reported this I morning. Don't, I don't. I don't. Uh... I don't uh, deny that for one second. Would not surprise me. B uh, Bob is is a good. Uh, he has had good sources before. Right. I don't and know if a long time ago. I, I just think uh, whenever somebody's writing a book, I, I gotta take it with a little bit of a grain of salt that it might be a little sure. bit. Uh, it, it might be true, but it could be sensationalized. And number two, if this guy knew, Bob Woodward knew that. This was so deadly back in February when he talked to Trump about it. Why didn't he tell anybody? Why did he wait to write a book and let people die? <laughs> right. You know, but that's the thing, though. Uh, uh, people need uh, to make money. Uh, but uh, uh, COVID-19 uh, vaccine is uh, in the... Uh, White House campaign, so that's good. Uh, the pros prospect of a new vaccine to shield Americans from coronavirus uh, emerged Monday as a point of contention in the race for the White House, as Donald Trump accused Democrats of disparaging uh, a vaccine for political gain. He he is re he repeatedly has said would be available before the election. Um, Trump leveled the accusation a day after Kamala Harris. The vice presidential candidate for the Democrats said she would not trust his word on getting a vaccine. Quote, I would trust the word of public health experts and scientists, but not Donald Trump, Harris said. Uh, de then Democratic presidential can candidate Joe Biden amplified the comments Monday uh, after at, at being asked if he would take a COVID-19 uh, vaccine. Biden said so many things that aren't true if... I'm worried if we do have a really good vaccine, people are going to be reluctant to take it, so he's undermining, mm. undermining public confidence. If I could get a vaccine tomorrow, I'd do it. If, if it would cost me the election, I'd do it. We need a vaccine, and we need it now, is what Biden said. Yeah, I mean, uh, I love the uh, operation name, Operation Warp Speed. I, I think this is a, everything's gotten so upside down in in America that now Trump is dismissing uh, Harris's comments as reckless anti-vaxxer rhetoric designed to distract from efforts to quickly right. ready a vaccine. So now <laughs> the Republicans, who a lot of them yeah. actually are anti-vax, anti are calling yeah. Harris anti-vax. It's 
everything's gone on its on its head, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that is what happens when Democrats are Republicans and Republicans are Democrats. I don't think I think the, I think the Republicans are Republicans and the Democrats are Republican light re- diet <laughs> diet Republican diet right diet Republican, Republican yeah. zero yeah <laughs> zero calorie Republican just as racist just not as blatant about it as everybody else so tell me. I am so curious about why it's orange around here because I have heard that orange is the new black. <laughs> uh, right, so I guess actually, uh, the best way to do this, let's just play uh, the first video because the guy in this video explains everything that's going on right now. So he can explain okay. it for me, and then I don't have to explain it. And there are two like one-minute videos, so we'll, we'll be pretty quick about this. Uh, go ahead and give me count- countdown. In three, two, one, zero. See, this is what it looks like outside wow. my house right now. <laughs> Eastward blowing wind, causing the skies to turn orange. Pretty crazy, huh? You live inside fires in Washington Ooh. State. Everybody's saying it's like living on Mars. Yeah. Eastern Washington, and then a rare. A rare low pushing down into Denver, causing an eastward flowing. Is it only in the morning or is it like all day? All, all day. And causing the sky to turn orange with smoke. All day. I mean, it's more like in the early, early morning because, the, like, the, when the sun's coming up, but it's orange all day. All right, let's go to video two. Oh. That was kind of in the country, and this is like in inside of a, a city. So I wanted to kind of get it. And these are from two different cities in Oregon as well. So go ahead and get countdown. Yeah. And three, two, one, play. Hi, all. So this is a little more red. Right here. Yeah. Downtown Staten. So this is like more in the evening, the red hue where the other one was in the morning. Low in the sky, right. there's ash that is falling visibly in front of a, you know, when we were driving here in front of the headlights of the car. But downtown, basically empty here, uh, besides a few people, a few cars here, walk people walking around in cars, but. The smell of smoke is heavy. Um, at exit 13 off Highway 22 is where a roadblock is, so you can't go any further than that. But just wanted to show you what downtown Staten looks like right now at what 12:22 in the afternoon. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. So you can see one was like orange, and this one's like I would say red, like mm-hmm. blood red almost. Yeah, and uh, I don't see uh, a lot of black there, so I guess it's a myth that the orange is new black. <laughs> right. Uh, apparently, I saw this morning. I don't know if this is true because I saw it on a Facebook post from somebody randomly on my feed <laughs> uh, that there was around 470 fires going on just in Oregon right now. 470 Holy separate shit. fires. Uh, luckily wow. for me, the closest one is pre. It's like. It's it's a ways away. It's like an hour and 
about an hour away from me, and the wind is blowing the opposite direction uh, from me to that fire. So uh, I'm fine where I am right now. But I do know people that have been evacuated from their homes in Oregon, so... All right, let's plug the Twitter, at uh, PodcastADC. Go check us out on Twitter. Help us get more subscribers. Uh, we post random stuff there. Mostly the same stuff we post on our Facebook page. If you want to go to Facebook, check us out at Another Digital Citizen on Facebook. Join the group. F- free to join. You don't have to get uh, added to it or anything. Just add yourself. Um, what else? Email citizen at gmail.com. Send us an email if you want to send us an email. Uh, let's see if we got anything on the Facebook. Uh, buy me some time. Uh, sure. I will uh, tell you all about some news that uh, Lucas not put in here. Uh, but we have some kind of Eurovision news. Kind of, maybe. Kind of. Okay. Uh, uh, because uh, Eurovision uh, Junior... Uh, will be staged uh, uh, remotely to ensure the 13 participant countries. So, Junior Eurovision 2020 will actually go off. I think this is uh, to test it out for next year. Because I think I have a very strong feeling that uh next year there will not be a full contest as things are right now so i'm i think maybe they are trying out junior eurovision to see if it works there to take it on a bigger scale do you see what i mean sure we'll see what happens with mm-hmm. it um yeah jeremy sent us something uh mm-hmm. about last week if you want to post something under our post for this week's show. We'll talk it on about it on next week's show. You can post it under our Facebook or under the the Twitter posts. Uh, he says, uh, we don't have moose in America, but Alaska is America. Apparently, I said that last week. I don't, I don't 100% remember that, but sure. Uh, dude, we have moose in Colorado. I'm pretty sure there's moose in Minnesota as well as several other states. Yeah, you said you said that moose was only in Canada. Uh, yeah, I think I was just making a random example. I don't know anything right. about the moose. Do they migrate? I fucking don't know. I was just making up. I was making shit up. All right. <laughs> just trying to make a point. I wasn't like being factually accurate. I'm not. I'm not a botanist for Christ's sake. Um. You're not the moose expert. And now I said botanist, and when I meant biologist, and a botanist is somebody who studies yeah. plants, and, and Jeremy would have posted, hey, botanist, <laughs> not, that's plants. Uh, uh, we, we will talk to Jeremy about In a it second, yeah. Uh, he also <laughs> says, on Dancing with the Scar- Stars, you guys missed the most important contestant. Okay. Uh, Chriselle mm-hmm. Strauss. Have you ever heard of her? Nope. Actually, she's not important. She's just... It's just that... I went to Murray State University uh, with her, I guess, and we're theater majors together. Now she's on a couple of soap operas and does some real estate reality show in L.A. Okay, so she's... Okay. Oh, and there's a picture of him with her. That's pretty cool that you knew somebody that's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. 
Have you ever known anybody that was on a reality show, Fro? I just had the one, the Big Brother contestant. Remember that girl that got yeah. kicked off in the first week that I went, that I worked with. I I knew someone that was in Big Brother Norway. Oh, cool. Yeah. Which I don't think many, is on the air many, anymore, many is it? Yeah. When I was young. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Many times when we had to walk 40 miles in snow to watch TV. That's what we're going to tell our uh, children. Um, hey, uh, the Tokyo Olympics, is it going to go ahead? Uh, according to them, they say it will, with or without COVID, the Tokyo Olympic Games will go ahead next year, uh, the vice president of International Olympic Committee says. So mm. I'm not sure if that means they're going to have a crowd or they're just going to all be, you know what I'm saying? If they're all going to be yeah. there doing the Olympics without a crowd, which I guess I can see. Cause right now in America, all the sports are starting back up. So I mean, tour de France is going right now. So I guess, can you imagine if they did the Thunderdome with the Olympics and it's just all over the world, people oh trolling, <laughs> trolling it. Oh, that would be the best. I, I saw a clip. I uh, let's talk about wrestling for two seconds. I saw a clip that uh, Paul Heyman is now the uh, mouth of Roman Reigns, and I was like, "Yes, finally!" Uh, yeah, you know that? I saw that. Yeah. yeah, it was actually pretty good. Oh, okay. because Roman Reigns didn't speak. That was very good. That was. I think people have been saying that about Roman Reigns since Suffer and Suckatash that he shouldn't talk, right? Yeah. Uh, yes, Star Trek. Definitely. I know for all of Star Trek, Star Trek to introduce the first transgender and non-binary characters, one of each. The characters are to appear in the third series of Star Trek Discovery on Wednesday. Yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to seeing this. I'm kind of surprised they haven't had one already. Consider, I mean, it's Star Trek. They're aliens. Yes. Like, you yes. know what I mean? <laughs> like, they. how do we not know that one of those alien beings wasn't non-binary up till this point? <laughs> right? <laughs> no, I, I agree. TV, TV, TV. I've seen a lot of TV this week. Uh, let's start with Raised by Wolves, I guess. Okay. Uh, uh, this is a sci-fi uh, show uh, on HBO Max, I think. Uh, it's uh, uh, made by one of the guys from The Matrix. Uh, it has uh, not many people you would know about. Uh, it's, it's about two androids that... Uh, 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 raising uh, like human children right. on a very mysterious planet, and then uh, uh, the human colony is like threatened to be uh, torn by religious differences. It is very uh, cold, but I really liked it. Uh, did you see this? No, it sounds like something I would enjoy, though. I I I thought it was something about like uh, especially the religious aspect of it where where the androids have to be uh, like learn to control uh, uh, the beliefs of the humans and 
and how that is a difficult task and things like that. I I really really liked it. I give it a nine. Uh, the three first uh, episodes of it. Yeah, it sounds good. Uh, I might check it out. We'll see. Uh, I saw. Where should I start? Uh, let's start. Tacoma FD. Uh, it was the end of the season, and it's been renewed for a second or a third season. Fro. So we're gonna get a third season okay. of the show. Okay. Uh, I. I'll probably binge it this week. Yeah, it's kind of funny because obviously this was made for a specific time period and they played it at a different one because the final episode is a Christmas episode for some reason. It's very strange. Uh, I saw Young Valander on Netflix. Yeah, I saw this. Uh, So, uh, listen to this. It's kind of cold, (laughs) but I liked it. Uh, Other than uh, I'm a Huge, huge, huge fan uh, out of the old. And the main actor in this, he's very... He whispers his lines all the fucking time. And it gets to be very irritated. Because, like, for example, he's in an interview and he goes like, So, uh, what did you think uh, the murder weapon was like? And people that, like, does that every fucking line it's like he is supposed to be this secluded person and i get that yeah but it's just like it's so fucking irritating <laughs> i i get that i guess i i didn't think it was as bad as you did I, it just was really standard to me it felt very um every other kind of detective show i've seen kind of in the last mm. few years uh yeah, this is about a, a detective who's, uh, what, uh, investigating a, a series of murders, I guess I should say. Mm. And, uh, in Sweden. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's just really standard, really in the middle. I'd probably give it a 5.5. I gave it a 4.5, so we're not far away from each other. But uh, yeah, I, I wish it was... I, like, I, I really like the storyline, but... He's whispering, and uh, like you said, the standard uh, of it, like we have seen it. Yeah, the storyline. So not anything special. Yeah. Right. Anything else? Uh, oh yeah, it's me now. Uh, right. Uh, let's see. I saw Donkmaster on Viceland, bro. You did because you told me about it. Right. Uh, it is a. It's a car racing show, just like a lot of new car racing shows, except there's a specific kind of racing called donk racing, which I had never heard of, and that's why this was kind of interesting to me, because it's something I didn't know existed, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's like specifically cars from the 1970s uh, that they put... I think they have to have over... 25 inch rims or something on them to be to qualify so it, the giant tires with these really old really heavy metal cars uh is the racing style uh, and there's this one guy who's called the donk master who's like the master of this specific kind of street racing um and that's what it's mostly about uh i saw the first two episodes there's a third episode out i would give this what did i give this uh, i'll give it a six 
give it a phone will uh, fro will never ever watch it out of fro will never ever right the only reason i because fro doesn't like race car racing in in any way whatsoever but the only reason i would say it would be interesting to look into donk racing is just because it's something you might have never heard of and you know knowledge knowledge don't don't fucking care uh love fraud is the documentary from showtime uh, it's uh, a search for a guy called Richard Scott Smith uh, that has used the internet to prey upon women and, uh, and uh, cutting them out of their money and their dignity. Holy fuck, I love this episode, uh, show. It, I, I, I think this is this is my guilty pleasure of this, this year. Um I think I give it a eight. Eight, yeah. I mean, what I, makes it guilty? I, because it's not. It's not. It, it's not super incredibly good. Oh, okay. It's just like I. I really, really love the characters. Yeah. And and I also want this guy to be like beaten the shit out of. And and since they are following him and like it's very like it 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 reminds me of a, a mix between like uh, cops and uh, dog bounty hunter <laughs> because they hired a bounty hunt uh, 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 a private detective to find this guy. Okay. It's, yeah, it's a very convoluted story, and it's so like when they like find like. 20 30 people that has been conned by this man right yeah i yeah no i gave it an eight I'm, it sounds interesting i guess just a little strange uh yeah i'm something we both saw i think right chef's tape chef's table barbecue on netflix yeah i did not watch this oh you didn't see it okay i thought oh you no. you said you were going to see it right i remember now yeah. um yeah this is a show about Barbecue. Uh, each episode is a different sh- barbecue chef. So they s- just focus on one person and their style of barbecue. Um, the first mm-hmm. episode, I was super engaged. It was about this old lady who had been barbecuing the same way for like 70 years or something. And she, she was like the best, uh, had the number one b- barbecue in Texas, which is like, that's huge if you're number one in Texas in barbecue. And then the second episode was this guy in Australia who I did not like. He seemed like just a guy who you never want to be around. So the first episode, I was super engaged. The second episode, I really... The character didn't do it, do it for me. So overall, this show, I'm going to put it in the middle and give it a five because I think I might have to see more episodes to really... Because one episode I really liked, the other, other, other episode I really didn't like. I think the guy who is the chef is the, I think he's been on Rogan in the, the guy on the second okay. episode. Uh, he cooks with fire and, uh, and, uh, I mean, his technique was very interesting, but the guy himself, I really, it's like, Oh, I really don't want to be around this guy. And I'm sitting here watching an hour long <laughs> episode on his right. life. Basically. Yeah. Uh, I saw LOL Australia. <laughs> Uh, where uh, they uh, put a, f- a bunch of funny comics into a room, and uh, they don't. Uh, the rule is that they are not allowed to laugh. 
and the last one, Not to Laugh, wins money. Oh. Uh, so it's Try Not to Laugh Challenge YouTube, like, TV version. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's an interesting concept. Uh, I don't think it's very good, uh, but I give it a 5.5. See, I like, if I was to just sit there and watch a, a funny video, I could like force myself not to laugh but if somebody says hey don't laugh that's when i'm gonna right. start laughing <laughs> i have the worst time about like i do the opposite of what anybody says um what a uh, hot ones the game show i think it was called the game show right i've seen this before it's hot it's not hot ones because they're not interviewing anybody but it's got the host right. of hot ones in a game show type format where the Two, there's two teams, they have to eat a hot wing with, like, some of the, what, signature hot hot ones, hot sauce from the YouTube channel, mm-hmm. and then they have to answer qu- trivia questions. This was just, I don't know, it did not, I did not like this game show. I think the problem is the, ga- the game itself, and the questions yeah. are, like, some of them are super easy, and some of them are, like, you would just have to know that specific type of pop culture, because a lot of it's pop culture yeah. questions, and yeah. I think uh, they put somebody up on, in the one of the episodes, I think it was, uh, who's the guy from Hamilton, who did Hamilton? M- Manuel right. Miranda? Miranda. 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 Uh, they put him up, and both teams were like, we don't know who the fuck that guy is. <laughs> right. So it also makes the celebrities look bad when both teams are like, I don't know who that celebrity is. Uh, overall, I'm giving this a 3.5. Yeah, I've seen it uh, many months ago. I wonder why I saw this now. Wench. Oh, because I was watching something on another channel, and it just, I saw it there. Yeah. Ah. Away is a science fiction soap drama with Hilary Swank, uh, where I thought it was definitely going to be better than it is, because this is not good. Uh, it's about this uh, lady that's uh, going to uh, Mars to be a colonist and um, uh, her family and everything around it and things like that. It is very, very, very drama and very, very soaps series and very little science fiction. Uh, yeah. The only thing good about it is still... Uh, Hillary Swank, but she doesn't say this at all, according to me. I didn't even think... I, I thought she was okay, but I, as far as, like, her, I didn't think this was her best act, her best performance ever in any way whatsoever. I thought a lot of her... The lines didn't... Yeah. Uh, a lot of the lines didn't uh, draw the emotion I thought they were supposed to, because a lot of this is trying mm-hmm. to pull your heartstrings of, like, oh, is she going to be able to do it? Is she not going to be able to do it? Uh, what's going to happen with the crew? Or do they like her? Do they hate her? Are they all going to? Yeah, right. that, it's all like like you said. It's all drama, uh, not much sci-fi. And overall, I I was two episodes and you're out. I don't know about you. Me too. Yep. I gave this a I, four, so it's better than Hot Ones. It, yeah, I gave it. A, I gave it a four as well. But I, I just I did not fucking care. I I I kind of watched the last episode. Just I can see. I know the person who would like this show. I'm not that person. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally. 
Uh, is it your turn? It is my turn. Um, man, what dev? I guess the only thing I haven't talked about is AP Bio, which was on the Peacock Network now instead of NBC. Peacock. Uh, which annoys the crap out of me. I really liked the episodes I saw. Um, what did you think of AP Bio? I think this is the best season so far. I just it kind of annoyed that I would be fine if you have a new season of something on your paid subscription thing. But when it's a running show and the first two first two seasons you give everybody for free and then you're like, "Oh, and the last this next season you're going to have to pay for." It, this feels like how a drug dealer giving kids like oh you get the first one for free and then you gotta buy the rest kid you know what i mean well, but you kind of have that with netflix anyway with stranger things or anything else so. what do you mean no stranger things has never been for free well they're going to do that now what have you, haven't you heard about that yeah but this they is different give... because it already they they gave it away for free for the first two seasons, and then they made this streaming service and then added the third season up for pay. It's different than if you give it out for to pay for free and then you give it away for free later, or you put sure. the first season of something on an, a paid subscription because the first season, okay, you can't see any of it, but if you're already invested in the show as a fan, and then mm. they're like, oh, and now you got to pay for it. That just feels dirty to me. Eh, I don't agree, but... Okay. Uh, I mean, I understand why they did it. I just, I think it's dirty tactics, personally. Mm. I don't. I give it a eight, actually. I give it a seven point five. We're really, we're like on the ball lately. In the last two months, we've been so close on uh -huh. every show because we like. I think we're getting our rating system down. You know what I mean? Uh, it only took us I five years. Sorry. Getting the rating system down only took us five years. Yes. <laughs> only. Uh, I have two more shows on my list. Uh, let's talk about uh, uh, The Trial. An Italian Netflix show. Eh? Uh, I did not see it in the Italian version. Okay. Because uh, I didn't. Uh, I, saw, I saw it dubbed for, for once. I usually don't do that, but I was doing other things, so... Uh, I didn't have time to sit in front of the computer. That's exactly just... why I watch things when I watch them dubbed, is specifically because I'm doing something else. If I'm sitting down and just yeah. watching something, I'll watch with the subtitles. But if you're doing other things, yeah. Uh, have you seen a standard uh, TV show about uh, a trial ever in your entire life? Well, guess what? This is that TV show again. Uh, <laughs> is it a trial to get through? <laughs> no, because I like those shows. Like, like judge shows. I've talked about this. It's one of my favorites. Like, I watch Judge Methods every fucking week. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I just enjoy enjoy this. Uh, but yeah, it's it's an Italian trial show about uh, 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 a murder. Uh, I really really liked it. Uh, but I'm going to be kind of negative and give it 7.5 because it is extremely, extremely standard. Uh, it's very cut-cutter, and I have seen a show like this 6,000 times before, but it was a good version of a show I've seen 6,000 I mean, times before. I mean, 7.5 so. is still a really good score, so... 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, like, if it was at all in, inventive, it would be a, a higher score. Like the last show I saw this week, it was definitely not my <laughs> week to pick TV shows. That means someone in, someone else in my life got to pick the show. I did not think I was going to like this. It's called P-Valley. Uh, that stands for Pussy Valley. It's about uh, this uh, strip joint uh, uh and the characters inside of this strip joint. I went into this thinking, oh my god, I'm going to hate every single minute of this. Why am I watching this? And then I decided, well, uh, okay, I need to give it a chance. So I went with the lowest of lowest expectations. But this is probably one of my favorite shows of the year. Um, I really loved the characters. I love the acting, I love the script, I love the idea of it. It's uh, definitely something <laughs> I, I didn't think I would tell my dad about this show, to, to, to say it this, this, that way. I, I really want him to watch it, I want you to watch it as well, because this is getting a 9.5 out of 10. I really, really liked it. I almost watched it last night, but I watched a movie, which we'll talk about later. Um, yeah, the other thing we both saw... Thomas Nails finale! Finally! Final episode, episode 10. Uh, uh, Finish the job. Well, it felt like a job, so. It did because it was an hour and a half freaking episode. It must have been two hours, like, with commercials (laughs) and everything. Finish the job. Uh, The five final uh, competitors battle to be crowned the champion of Tough as Nails and win. The two hundred thousand dollar prize plus the finalists gets a much needed boost when their uh, the finalists get a much needed boost when their loved ones cheer them on. Oh, and they also get a truck. That's not in this little description, but mm-hmm. what what uh, brand of truck truck is it? It's a Ford truck. I mean, it's a Ford truck. The, the, at the end, the thing that the like they have this final competition, and the thing they're racing towards is the truck. But you'd think that the $200,000 might have been up there on that pedestal, not the truck. Because I think a truck is worth, what, at most, like, seventy? If it was, like, really decked out? 70000 no Where, like, a 200000 seems like a bigger thing to be striving for in that final competition. But they decided to put the Ford truck up there because they are sponsored by Ford, of course. Um... <laughs> We found out there definitely is going to be a second season of the show. We don't know why. Woo-hoo. Guess what? I'm never ever watching. <laughs> right. Uh, this final episode, they just did individual competitions. There was like the la- final five oh. people. They whittled two of them down, ended up with a final three at the end of this competition where they did one final competition between the three of them where they had to like run kind of an obstacle course I would say thing and that was that was uh, that was actually good but let's talk about the competition before that okay because there was a competition where they had to put things boxes in 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 order and also drive a truck and a forklift uh, also right. a forklift yes and and also like Faster things in 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 order. That is one of the most 
boring segments of this show ever. Ever. Really I mean, was. And I know. It, they did it the same competition before with boxes, if you remember. Yep. But they did a thing where they loaded them onto a truck and then they drove the truck mm-hmm. up this hill and then had to unload them, which actually made it somewhat more exciting after seeing this. Yeah. Because in this one, they just had to put it on a pallet and put it on a sh- onto a shelf. With a forklift. It was so boring. It's, so it was the worst. Boring. Who who was like, you know what we could do as a competition that would be really exciting and fun? <laughs> Numbering things and and putting them into order. The person who did this must have had OCD. And they were like, this, you know what's really fun? <laughs> Numbering things, ordering them, and then putting them on shelves so that they are organized. That's going to be awesome. Uh, uh, awesome. <laughs> Uh, and and I, I and then no joke. It at least lasted fifteen minutes of this episode because it, they had to stretch all the shit out. The final uh, competition we also yeah. thought was just way too long. Long, uh, yeah. Be- they stretched everything out because they wanted a t- two-hour episode for some reason. Because this show is not actually. We checked the ratings. It's not doing that great. Um, no comparatively to other network television shows, but for some reason it's getting a new season, and mm. uh, they wanted a two-hour beginning and finale of the show for some reason. So they are really mm. hyped. CBS, seemingly, is really hyped on the show for some reason. <clears throat> um, and then are we going to do spoilers now? Yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. There. Uh, Murph ended up winning uh, this competition show. He's mm. won the money and the title. They actually gave him like a wrestling belt, which was r- ridiculous. And then he got in the truck at the end of the show and drove off into the sunset. Pretty silly. I was a little surprised that uh, your favorite, uh, the sheriff, went out. Uh, she got the third place, right? No, she got fourth. Fourth. Fourth place. Right, and yeah. then the fisherman lady got fifth. Uh, I would the two other guys kind of tied for second, but I would say yeah, the one uh, blonde guy got second kind of in the dreadlocks. Right. The guy with the dreadlocks got third, but that's kind of iffy because they didn't... It, they, there's no way to judge that, really. Uh, right. Overall, the show was terrible. It was weird propaganda. Oh, the one thing at the end, we found out that this show apparently made the sheriff lady decide she didn't want to be a sheriff anymore and that she hated her job and that at the end they do like a recap of what happened to the people after the show and she quit her job and became... What did she decide to do? Oh, roofing. She became a roofer. Roofing, yeah. Right. Yeah, no. Uh, All in all, I gave this whole show a 3.5. I would give it a 3. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think it was worse than you did, but I mean, certain parts, individual competitions were interesting, but I wouldn't say there was one yeah. episode that was entertaining all the way through. So yes, finally done with that nightmare of a show. Uh, but Luke, what are we doing next? Uh, a Hulu show called Woke. Um, Keith is an African American cartoonist on the verge of mainstream success when he, when an unexpected event changes his life. With a fresh outlook on the world, Keith must navigate the new voices and ideas that confront and challenge him. Yeah, this is based on a book. Uh, I see 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. 
Do you? So this will. Okay. Yeah. So I'm seeing 86 fine. for some reason. So I don't know what's going on there. Huh. Yeah, but uh, it will be interesting, and that is what we're doing uh, next week. So see uh, episode one. Right. Uh, starring Lamor, Lamorne, Morris, and Blake Anderson. By the way. Main topic time, uh, Luke. Uh, guess what? What? We are not alone. <laughs> Hi, Jeremy. Hey, guys. What's up? Hey. Hi. You are the one that uh, convinced us that we had to talk about the Finland is fake conspiracy. But b- before we go into that, uh, thank you for uh, all the comments and things like that under the post. We just read it. Read it. Uh, uh, we just discussed that uh, Luke is not a, bo- a botanist, so he didn't know about the <laughs> A botanist, a biologist. <laughs> you said botanist first. I did make a mistake the first time, yes. I mean, a botanist would be good if you had a moose topiary. <laughs> that would be big. How big would that have to be? It would be like, it'd be like that dome in The Simpsons. Uh, but uh, look, uh, what is uh, the Finland fake conspiracy? Well, I think we should go into how you found out about this first, Jeremy. Since you kind of clued us into this, yes. When did you find out about this? Uh, you know, I think I heard about it just like vaguely and wrote it off like I do most conspiracy theories. Right. And then uh, Good Mythical Morning did an episode about right. it. Right, yeah. On YouTube. Yes. And so I thought it was pretty hilarious. And then I, you know, I brought it to you guys because Fro is right there in Norway. He could just go east Go there, right. Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert, I've been in Finland, so it does exist. But you say it. that, but in the conspiracy theory, you could have been to one of these places that they call Finland and thought you were in Finland, right? Because the GPS told you were you were in Finland, but you weren't really. In, you were in Estonia the whole time, bro. <laughs> I heard that conspiracy, but yeah, what is this uh, conspiracy all about? Look, right. The theory uh, is that in the Cold War, Japan and the Soviet Union supposedly shared a secret about. A stretch of Baltic Sea between the Soviet Union and Sweden. Around the mid-20th century, the two nations collectively collectively spread the idea that there was a land mass there known as Finland uh, uh, on this stretch of ocean. This was to keep good fishing between themselves. The Japanese were free to fish as much as they liked there without worrying about international law so long as they gave some of the fish to Russia. So this was all about fishing rights uh they faked a country being there because of fishing rights supposedly hmm. seems a little weird uh, just like all of a sudden like oh we have a country here right it, it's just well because japan has very strict fishing laws is one of the right. main main reasons that they justify it as it says the claim they claim that the trans-siberian railway was specifically built to transport the catch uh, of fish from the Baltic Sea to Japan under the gu- guise of Nokia Hardware, which is like Finland's probably biggest company right. ever, I would think, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's probably one that I'm not... Uh, there's probably some oil company we're, that's bigger that we're not thinking of, but... Uh, uh, I, th- I think Goodyear, or, uh, or at least uh, there's a tire company that's based in Finland as well. I'm not sure it's good, Goodyear. Probably not. I think Goodyear's something. America, so... Uh, okay. 
This explains why Japan is the biggest importer of the brand's products, despite the fact that very few people in Japan actually use Nokia. Another claim uh... is that social democrats are using Finland as an idealistic model... Idealistic model for how liberal society, a liberal social democracy should be. Even the name Finland proves this theory, as they claim it comes from fish, uh, and that fin fins of a fish, right? So it's Finland, a, a land where there are fins. Finland. Mm, 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 mm. That explains so much. Yep. Yeah, but. <laughs> Explains a lot if you ignore like a thousand years of history <laughs> and maps. Yeah, <laughs> but that, isn't that a part of a funny conspiracy theory? Because I mean, I, I was thinking about it this week. It it kind of reminds me of flat Earth, where I'm sure where that people believe this to their like blue in the face, and nobody can like really say anything because they will always say oh the map is fake oh uh, people have not been in Finland they think they are in Estonia like Luke said I mean if you're wholly convinced by this it's very very hard to disprove I guess I saw a good video with actually a guy who's from Finland uh, a YouTube video he's saying um, the way you would prove it is you would create a culture that was the Finnish culture, and it would actually be made up of people partly in Sweden, partly in Estonia, partly in, like, uh, Western Russia, and they would all call themselves Finnish, and they would have a Finnish uh, culture, but there would be no landmass. And then people would say, oh, you can't say there's no Finland, because look at the Finnish culture, right? That's the, That would be their uh, way they would defend it if you were to come up to, to a person who believed this, Fro, with that argument. <laughs> That's true. I found uh, I googled Finnish big companies. Okay. Uh, uh, Neste is an oil and gas company that's very big. Never heard of it in my entire life. Uh, Metso is an in industrial uh, company, and Meste Group, never heard of, is one of the biggest companies there. So here it says. Uh... Finnish people are supposedly are actually Swedish, but have convinced, uh, but have been convinced that they live in a country called Finland, and since it's all forest anyway, anyway, nobody is the wiser. <laughs> uh huh. Uh. <laughs> so they fake all the GPS by just saying if you're in one of these specific areas, the GPS will tell you, hey, you're in Finland, mm. even though you're in Estonia or whatever, maps have all been faked as well as any kind of aerial photography or space photography or any kind of satellite imagery. That's all faked, apparently. By the way, Nokian tires is uh, made by Nokia. So it was Nokian tires. That That's I weird. Huh, I didn't know they yeah, made tires. Did you know that, Jeremy? Yeah, I've never heard of that brand of tires. Yeah, they use it on automobiles. And uh, Nokia is actually from 1865. Wow. They made that company. Huh. That is a long-ass time ago. Is this like Nintendo was making playing cards in like the oh, 1890s? Yeah. yeah. It, it, it is 
exactly like that. Uh. But <laughs> but yeah, it's founded 155 years ago. Anyway, uh, but you you said uh, mythical morning. Uh, what what were, was the thing that you got out of the mythical morning uh, thing that you saw? Uh, just that this thing exists, this theory exists, and it was ridiculous. <laughs> that was pretty much it. <laughs> I mean, I watched, I rewatched it this week just to 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 see it. I I I think I've heard about it from you. Uh, had you heard it before? We had it uh, before uh, he posted about it. Look, did I tell you about it, or did you? Where did you? I think it? I probably just saw it in like. Uh... A YouTube video that was probably like top ten weirdest conspiracy theories or something, and it was like a one of the top ten. So I probably saw like a sixty second clip saying, "Oh, f- people on Reddit think Finland is fake." That's probably the most I had heard about it before right. a, a year ago or whenever. I mean, I, I think the most convincing thing is that it it's a part of Russia, right? Because it is so close to to. Uh, I mean. Um, Finland has the longest, one of the longest borders to Russia. Yeah, that I mean, that's what would make sense. If if it was to be true, it would make sense that it would be a part of Russia, and Russia's lying about it anyways. Yeah. <laughs> but every and other that, country now would have to be in on the conspiracy, because any country with at least satellite technology would have to be in on the conspiracy, right? Yep. Not not really because uh, let's say let's say you have a fake uh, Finnish government look, okay, and you say uh, oh oh uh, this country is called Finland and they have a deal with Russia that they are uh, secretly just a part of Russia, and the sea uh, that is around it is actually Russian the Russian Sea and not the Baltic Sea. I'm, I'm saying if you had a satellite that was taking pictures, it would show that there's no land there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I get what you mean. But right. there's, a, there's a water mass between Sweden and Finland as well. It's called the Kvitov something. Gulf of Bosnia, I think? Something like yeah. Uh, something like that, yeah. So, I, I think... I think the uh, uh, Gulf of uh, Bosnia is, is what they thought it was bigger, because if you look at the map, you see that uh, the White Sea is on the other side, and then you have the Gulf of Finland. Uh, which uh, which map are you the, looking at? Because I don't know what article you're on or what map you're looking at. Uh, on on Skeptoid. Okay, go back to Culture Trip article. Is the first article fro? Okay. Scroll down to where does this theory come from? There's a map there. That's what they think. Ah. That's what they think it looks like. Oh, really? Yeah, there's no Finland land at all. It's just all water. <laughs> it's just water. Oh. <laughs> that makes zero sense then. I thought <laughs> I thought you I you thought this was less crazy than it actually is apparently. Yes. Yes, because I thought they they thought the uh, the land they called Finland was Russian. No, 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 no. They th- they no, think no. that r- part of Russia is okay. So the Finnish land that we call Finland doesn't exist. All it is is water. What right. people who say they live in Finland actually live in uh, northern Estonia, 
Eastern Sweden or Western Russia, and they just right. think they live in a place called Finland. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that that makes absolutely less sense now. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is that what, is that what you thought of was going on here, uh, Jeremy, or did you think something else? No, I, I, yeah, I understood it. They thought that there was no land where Finland is, and it was all just like a roped off fishing, fishing area. Right. So I think one know, of the reasons, another reason they yeah. say that this, because this would have been happening when they came up with Finland during the Cold War, uh, right. So. There would have been a conspiracy that, oh, the Russians are hiding this place from us because they're working with the Japanese or whatever. Uh, and that the Japanese, because at, during the Cold War, Russia, they they were starving. They, were, they didn't have barely any food. They had no money. Everybody was dying of hunger. And so one of the theories is the reason that the Russians allowed the Japanese to take this train with this fish through is they were giving them fish. And during that time, the Russians had no food, and so that's the deal they made is t to feed their people. That was one of the other arguments for this. But wouldn't the sea? And, and here is where where I got confused. Wouldn't the sea of the Gulf of uh, Batavia be big enough to uh, feed what would be the rest of Russia? Well, they say. They the conspiracy theorists say that they're also even doing whaling there, so I don't know how, how much how big of a sea you need for there to be whaling, but that that's the conspiracy. I mean, I don't know I don't know what you thought, but yeah. Uh, let's see, where does this theory originally come from? Let's talk about that. Most sources say the first appearance of the conspiracy was a Reddit post in 2015 by an anonymous user going under the name Raregans. In this thread, uh, discussing weird things taught by his parents, he posted an elaborate story about how his parents told him the theory in all seriousness, and the post went viral. Um, so let's go to an article by Vice called This Dude Accidentally Convinced the Internet to Fin... Hello? Hi, Lassie. Yes, Lassie. Finland does not exist. I know. Right, Vice article called "This Dude Accidentally Convinced the Internet that Finland Doesn't Exist." So there, this all started with this Reddit user. Apparently, um, have you looked into any of the Reddit stuff, Jeremy? Uh, no, I never. I've never gone into like Reddit conspiracy theory things. Especially the conspiracy subreddit has been taken over by right wing nut jobs. So no. <laughs> oh, the the r slash conspiracy. There's actually an r slash yeah. Finland conspiracy. The subreddit that I kind of went through a little bit where people actually are believing this <laughs> or it's Reddit and they're just trolling, but some of them seem like they're actually believing it. Yeah. There's like five true believers and 2000 trolls. So. Right. It's Reddit. Exactly. Um, and another thing that's interesting, there is an R slash Finland. That's just like people who are interested in Finland, apparently, which I found and it almost has the same amount of users as r slash Finland conspiracy. They're like really close to the same amount of uh, of people in the groups. It's kind of funny. But let's talk a little about this guy that uh, 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 accidentally did this. Look, 
Right. Um, he, he said to Vice, I was about eight or nine, and they my parents just casually brought it up to me one morning when we were watching the news, and Finland was mentioned, he told Vice. I can't remember the exact wording at the time, but the gist was that Finland didn't exist. It didn't seem that big of a thing to me at the time because I was a kid, and your parents' word is gospel. Jake took his teachings to the only place he could ever truly be loved, read it, a year ago on a post asking about the weirdest things uh, your parents ever taught you. He laid out the whole idea and it blew up. This uh, would be the Finland doesn't exist conspiracy sermon on the mount, uh, and it was fun and it was a fundamental teaching. Uh, and this guy was a prophet apparently of the of this conspiracy theory. Yeah, and I I have went back to uh, uh, the time machine and and looked at it, and it's just like. The comments underneath it, it's so funny. It's like, now I question Finland. I think we need uh, uh, to find someone who has been to Finland. Has ever, anybody ever been to Finland? <laughs> and there, then it says, edit, four months later, and not a week goes by without me getting a reply to this comment. <laughs> Right, if you look up, uh, there is no Finland, uh, what is it, birth birth of a conspiracy theory, <clears throat> and you find a Skeptoid article, uh, if you scroll down on that, um, it goes into the Reddit thing. Asked why he elaborated, he goes on, well, first to say, firstly, they say that the actual place of Finland is just eastern Sweden, Helsinki and eastern Sweden, and when people fly there, it's not like they would notice... World maps are altered as the as a UN conspiracy to keep people believing in Finland, and the idea that an entire country is made up seems so bizarre that nobody would ever believe it. Which make oh, making it easy to do so. Yeah, I mean, making that is, that is true. Making up an entire country is really hard to believe. Yeah, but it really ignores you know anything published before World War Two that includes Finland. Yeah, and what is so interesting for me that this conspiracy only dates back to 2013. Like, I, I would understand if this conspiracy came out, like, around when there was no fucking, like, uh, satellites. Well, I think we have evidence of it from 2013, but according to this guy who posted it on Reddit, his parents, it was like a conspiracy right. theory they believed in, which I'm guessing they heard from somewhere. Right? So, maybe it was yeah, a conspiracy theory that was, like, under the radar in, like, certain groups of people uh, that were only talking about it, and it, and then finally made its way to the internet. I don't know. That's my thought. Yeah, but so, it'd, have, it'd have to be real, real far <laughs> underground to not be published before 2013. Right. Like, there's not, like, yeah. there's not a conspiracy book from the 70s that mentions it. <laughs> right. Right, exactly. It would have to be, like, some serious, like, uh, underground, like, religion or something where only this small group of religious people are talking about it. I don't know, maybe. Uh, it says here, one problem with this conspiracy theory is that the timeline isn't, is that, oh, is 
the timeline, by the 1960s, the Trans-Siberian Railway had already been connected by both ends of the Soviet Union for almost 50 years. The first transcontinental span had been completed in 1916. It doesn't mm -hmm. seem that there's a way to shoehorn into the theory that it was built as a response to Japanese overfishing. Right. Because they had built it years before. So why, why does the conspiracy right. theory say... They built this specifically for uh, to bring fish for from fishing. Finland, right? Yeah, right. Maybe that uh, they thought very, very, very ahead. <laughs> they thought maybe there would be a lack of fish someday. That's why we need the railroad? Time uh, travel, I guess. But, uh, time travel, yeah. But I have a funny story. So uh, just to derail two seconds. I have been told the conspiracy theory by my grandmother. Uh, oh, no, my father's mother. What, what do you call that? Pa? Your grandmother. Father. Yeah, your grandmother. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So my grandmother was utterly convinced that Palma, the, the uh, Swedish prime minister, was killed by his son. And she believed that to the day she died. That was her, her conspiracy theory. And she told everybody about it, that she had this lucid dream about Palma, uh, uh, Palma's son being killed by, uh, uh, yeah, that Palma was killed by his son. And that was why uh, uh, Palma's wife said she didn't see who did it. So have you been told a conspiracy theory, Look, ever in your life? I'm on the internet, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but by your parents or anything? Like, have you has anybody like told you something that was blatantly untrue, other than Santa Claus? Sorry. I mean, milk conspiracy that we did. I heard about that when I was in high school. I guess, but I don't know if yeah. that's untrue or not. It's kind of halfway true, halfway not true. What about you, Jeremy? I mean, I, I see a bunch of conspiracy theories because they're fun to, to check out. But there's the one that I came up with myself involves Super Bowl 36, or the St. Louis Rams versus the, the New England Patriots. We want because, to hear this conspiracy now. Okay. All right, so here's the thing. <laughs> the Rams were the best team in the NFL that year. And okay. the Patriots were okay. Not not great, but you know they were they were uh, up until say September 11, thousand one, <laughs> they were a mediocre mm -hmm. team, and then their quarterback gets hurt and Tom Brady comes on and they start winning all the time, and then we since it's post nine eleven now the Patriots start winning. And, they get the Super Bowl. and then the whole Super Bowl halftime show is, you know, U2, and it's all very American patriotic, which is weird because it's U2. <laughs> and you know, an Irish band, yes. I yep. the irony of that is kind of funny, yes. And then, you know, the Patriots just, the Patriots, pay attention to that name, <laughs> the Patriots just so happen to get a lucky call and become the underdog winners of the Super Bowl that year, even though St. Louis should have won. Well, I, I suggest if you want to continue going into this conspiracy theory, look how much money the U.S. military gives to the NFL. 
and you you might be even more convinced you're right. Right. <laughs> you know, it's not that uh, I'm a bitter Lewis I, fan. I guess I have my own conspiracy theory. I, I I come I came up with a long time ago is that uh, Ted Turner created W you know, like made Nitro and WCW really big to compete with Vince McMahon, not to try to drive him out of business, but to get Vince McMahon to join some kind of elite group of really rich people uh, and then move him into the stock market where he wasn't before WCW was around uh, and that the whole Monday Night Wars was just a battle to try to get Vince McMahon to put the WWE on the stock into the stock market. How about that conspiracy? <laughs> I mean, what does Ted Turner gain from that? Well, if he's in a group of, let's say there's a, I don't want to call him an Illuminati, but an underground group of very rich, powerful people around the world, if they were to bring in Vince McMahon, who at the time was on the rise and making a whole bunch of money and influencing people uh, with his programming, they could uh, use that programming to also influence people. So that's what they would have to gain from it. Ooh, interesting. And think about the changes that happened to moving to PG after uh, 2000 and everything. So That's true. So where does this rank on the conspiracy scale for you, Luke? Well, I wanted to go into something I found from the oh, Reddit user okay. Rarigan. Uh Somebody asked him, what did your parents show you, uh, show you to do... Th- you, that made you assume that this was completely normal, only later to discover that that none of this was normal at all. He responded, My parents never believed in Finland. I grew up never believing in Finland until I researched it further. It, It's actually a pretty heated topic in my family, he said. Wow. How is that something you agree, uh, like disagree around the, the dinner table? Right, you're at Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Oh, un- Uncle Tom is going to be here and talk about the Finland conspiracy again. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't see, like, how can anybody be passionate about it? Like, who really cares about fish? <laughs> I, I think really... I think it really comes down to something we kind of brushed over when we were talking about the conspiracy, is the idea of a socialist democratic utopia... Uh, I think this is coming from a very right-wing place where they're going, uh, oh, Finland doesn't exist because a place like that where they have the number one in healthcare, number one in education, number one in almost everything, uh, no crime, uh, uh, everybody has healthcare, they have, what, months off of vacation and things? These right-wing people see that and go, "That, that can't be a real country, it doesn't exist. That's where I think it really comes from. And then they add in Russia and the Cold War, and they go, uh, it all becomes this amalgamation of this uh, conspiracy that the, the, the Russians are trying to trick us into starting social democracy. I think that's where it comes from. I don't know. What do you think about that idea? I don't, I don't think. I don't think the... The Russians are all that interested in social democracy <laughs> as it is. Right, but you got to think about this from like an evangelical right-wing person who grew up in, during the Cold War era. Yeah. Right. Um, I, 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 I just, just 
find it so far because those then, you got to think those people those right wing people they think that Russia is still communist so yeah well uh, so, some some of it is still kind of communistic though like uh, Putin is a part of the communist party so right yeah, but, but they Structurally, yeah, aren't. Yeah. That's the problem. Right, like, right, right. No, no, they, yeah. they are. They're definitely not pure communists. Uh, but you're trying to they, think of this as, in a rational sense. Again, you have to think of this from the perspective of a right-wing <laughs> old guy who grew up during the Cold War and who right. was convinced that at any point his school was going to get bombed by the Russians, and if he just hid <laughs> right, under his right. desk with his hands over his head, he'd be okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I see that. Uh, but uh, okay, I'm going to ask you again. Where does this rate uh, in uh, the crisis care? Oh, this has got to be a nine, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's pretty up there. Would you agree, Jeremy? Yeah, it's it's completely ridiculous. <laughs> nine. So, Jeremy, we have some questions for you, of course, uh, because I mean, you have your own fucking corner of this podcast, so. We need, we need to ask you some some questions. Uh, how is the planning of Leah's uh, birthday going? I mean, like, like I said, we're on hold until after the election to find out, you know, what countries are going to let us in or not. Yeah, or even then, if uh, it, if anything will change. Yeah. Yeah, the big the big trip has been postponed to twenty twenty two. Wow. Since. Since her birthday's in February, mm-hmm. you know, it's not a lot of time to make changes after November. So, Have you thought about looking into countries where there isn't any COVID? I mean, there's, like, what, five countries in the world or something that don't have it? But they won't let us in right now. That's the problem. Right. Yeah. We're, we're thinking, about, thinking about for 2021, uh, maybe just going down to, like, Puerto Rico or something, spend a, spend a weekend. And I, then 2022 yeah. be the big trip. What are you thinking? Big, like somewhere around the world, like a tropical area is what you mean by like a big trip, like a Thailand or somewhere oh, cool like that. Yeah, she's she's always wanted to go to Southeast Asia, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm not a big fan, <laughs> but that's what she wants to do. And she's you know a big she you know she loves elephants. Elephants are like one of her favorite animals. So that was the that was the big thing about the trip that we had planned was. You know, we'd go to Singapore, spend a couple of days there, and then we'd take a cruise that would, you know, stop in Kuala Lumpur and then go up to uh, Phuket, Thailand, which is where there's a, an ethical elephant sanctuary. And we could go hang out with the elephants for a day. Aww. That was the plan. That sounds cool. So, sounds so cool. Yeah. And, you know, it's it me, uh, her sister, and her brother were all you know, planning it together. Mm. So we got like six people in the group that are just waiting on, pretty much waiting for the world to get better. Right. We have this COVAX thing going on now and there's three vaccines up. So, you know, we got our fingers crossed. Hopefully everything works out for you. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, for uh, my birthday next yeah. year, we're, we're talking about, since my mom and I, uh, our birthdays are a month apart, and we're exactly 20 years apart, so my birthday in October next year will be my 40th, and hers in November will be her 60th. 
uh, we're going to, my mom wants to see Alaska. We're hoping to take a cruise out of Seattle and go up through like Glacier Bay National Park and all that. Yeah, I'm, I'm also waiting for uh, Canada news uh, to trust me. I'm keeping uh, very much eye on border news on Canada. And bir- uh, birthdays, by the way. It's Fro's birthday very soon. A couple days, right? It is. Yeah, happy yeah, early I'm birthday. Fine. It's going to be like 50. Shut up. Uh, 41. <laughs> 41. Uh, so, yeah, just nine, nine years uh, nine years away. Uh, Jeremy, uh, who's going to win the election? It's. I feel semi-confident in saying Joe Biden, but okay. the Electoral College really is really upsetting. So... Like it's it's in a lot like a lot more swing states than we're used to this time. Do you think this will be the closest election in in a while? Yeah, probably. You want to hear the nightmare scenario? I don't know if you guys have heard this yet. The nightmare scenario that could happen the day of the election or the day after is because we're having so many mail in ballots, and Trump supporters are more likely to go to the polls to vote. On the day mm-hmm. when of the election, when or the day after, when all the ballots are counted from the polling places, it could look like Trump is winning, and then all the Trump supporters are going to celebrate, and then all the mail-in ballots are going to get counted, and it's going to show that Biden wins, and then the Trump supporters are going to call conspiracy on it and, uh, and saying that it was stolen, and then what could happen is, well, social unrest. I'll just put it that way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I fully expect that. <laughs> so. I think 2020 will be a hellhole uh, in many, many ways. I can't wait for this fucking year to be over. I mean, yeah. um, I, I don't think like, I have been, yeah. It's not like the, the, it's not like all the problems of 2020 have an expiration date of December 31st. Right, oh, exactly. Definitely not. Definitely not. I, I I agree with you, and I I think think people are stupid stupidly optimistic by saying oh by, when Biden wins, uh, COVID will go will go away or all the it's problems like, yeah yeah it doesn't really really work like that. Um, it's not like when he comes to power, uh, the COVID is just going to. Think, I think it's oh. He's president now. I think it's more of a feeling people have of, oh, we're now we can be on the right track where before it didn't feel like we were on the right track. But that doesn't even mean we will be on the right track necessarily. I mean, one thing I can say is for the Assange stuff, which we talked a lot about earlier, is Joe Biden is just as anti-Assange as anybody in the Trump administration. So, Yeah, Yeah, Joe Biden is just a lifeboat on a sinking ship. Right, totally. He's He's not the right thing. He's just what we need. Uh, uh, last but not least, I will ask you, uh, what musical I am most looking forward to see when COVID is done? Ah, oh goodness. I'm not sure. Cause there were a bunch that got canceled before they could open. Right. And you know, uh, my Plex server has just been loaded with a bunch of new ones. Hint, hint, pro. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, I really, really, really want to see Grand Hound Day, most because it's Tim Merchant that made the music, and I love him. 
Yeah, you know, it had it had its run a couple of years ago. It wasn't that great. Uh, you, you saw <laughs> maybe it, the, yeah. The new company, the new company that um, they developed over in England that they switched the the main character from male right. to female. So that that's probably the the big one. Cool. Uh, thank you so much for being on. Uh, thank you, Jeremy. Send us uh, more mail and. Uh, well, we are very happy to have you here on on the podcast, and not only in your own uh, special quarter of the podcast. I wasn't. Hold on, I wasn't on earlier. So, did you guys talk about if Luke is even at home now, or is the is everything red? <laughs> yeah, we talked about it. So you're gonna you'll have to listen to listen to the news section. But yeah, it, it, <laughs> everything is. Uh, I'm looking outside right now. It's more orange right now, but it changes. So. Okay. <laughs> Bye, Jeremy. Hey, guess what we forgot uh, last month, as we uh, sometimes forget. Uh, we've got 12 months of hell. What is 12 months of hell? I only think this is the second time we've forgotten it, but uh, it'll probably happen again. <laughs> uh, I gave you... Oh, right. What is 12 months of hell? Uh, 12 months of hell is where I give Fro a movie every month for the year of 2020. Uh... We somehow named it 12 Months of Hell in December, and it turns out 2020 actually is 12 Months of Hell, <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. strangely enough. But we call it 12 Months of Hell because I'm picking terrible movies for Fro to see at the end of this mm -hmm. competition. So in January, after he's watched all 12 movies, we're going to put them in a bracket and run a tournament to see which one of those 12 movies was the worst of the 12 movies. Yeah. And uh, the stipulation is uh, Luke has to have seen it before, and I have uh, not. So that is a very important part of the stipulation. And that you're going to give it a score at the end, uh, and those scores will be used to make the tournament bracket. So you know, last place will go against first place, and so on, as tournaments do. Right. Okay, what are you going to give me this, uh, well, last month, I guess? Last month. For August, uh, I'm giving you Zoom, Academy for Superheroes. Captain Zoom, or Jack, uh, played by Tim Allen, fro, as, as he is known, has long since up giving his, given up his career of fighting evil and protecting the defenseless. The former superhero gets back into the game when he's asked to take a job at a private academy where he must whip into shape a ragtag group of superheroes in training. Like nice. I said, starring Tim Allen, it's also got Courtney Cox, Ryan Newman, and Kate Mara. Hmm. I can't wait to see this. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait. I can't wait. Oh, I don't want to see this. This uh, has a whopping 3% on Rotten Tomatoes, Fro. So have fun with that. Woohoo! 4.4 uh, 4 out of 10 on IMDb. At least I don't have to watch House of Wax. <laughs> uh, I don't think you've seen that, right? So you, you I can't even yeah, pick that, but yeah. Yeah. That is maybe one of the worst movies of all time. Uh, movie news, look. Movie news. Uh, the Rock and his whole family apparently tested positive for the coronavirus. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson had some unfortunate news. He and his family tested positive for corona. Uh, they made their announcement, the announcement of their diagnosis in an 11 plus minute video on Instagram Wednesday. Yeah. Um, 
I was going to make a fun, funny joke that uh, a rock can't uh, get corona, get, but can't get yes. a virus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It says the actor and his long, uh, longtime wife Lauren Haitian and two daughters contracted the virus, but have now recovered. So that's good. Uh, the Batman shoot uh, is suspended after positive COVID-19 tests or the shock. In the UK, apparently, the UK shoot has temporarily temporarily been suspended, the spokesman for Warner Brothers said, said Thursday. Uh, so um, maybe they're shooting in multiple places at once, and it's just one, the one location is getting shut down. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm... I'm Semi super excited for the new Batman movie. I mean, I I, I care more about that than DC. So it's uh, just so overdone. I mean, how many more Batman movies can we have until people are like, yeah, we're done with it? Well, I like the Nolan Batman trilogy. I think that's a very good Batman trilogy, if you ask me. Sure, but that's my personal. Taste. Uh, hey, a movie I saw this week that I will talk about very, very soon. Uh, Disney on the fire for filming Mulan in China. Well, specifically in the Xinjiang province, the site of alleged human rights abuses on a massive scale, including the detention of over a hundred million uh, Uyghur Muslims. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're in like slave camps, and they filmed like right next to this one specific camp and people were not very happy about it because even it says uh, they specifically thank the public publicity department of cpc uh xinjiang autonomous region uh the place where a cultural genocide is happening so they in the credits they even like thank them so people were pissed off about it i can understand yeah i definitely can understand I, I guess I will start with that, uh, then, since we were talking about it. I yeah. saw Mulan this week. Uh, have you seen the original? What, the cartoon? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you like it? No. No, me neither. Uh, so, uh, I don't really like the original. So, when this came out, I was like, I wasn't uh, super excited but do you know what i really think this is a good i think this is uh on par with the jungle book remake to be honest with you maybe a little better even uh i really really like this but i think that's because i didn't like the original uh i think people that like the original will fucking hate this and People that didn't like the original will like it. So I, I'm actually going to give it a eight, believe it or not. All right. What else? Anything else? Yeah, <laughs> I seen some. <laughs> I seen a horror movie called The Owners. So uh, this is uh, by the Game of Thrones girls. That's uh, also in in the New Mutants. I never forget. Uh, remember what name her is. And so there's about this uh, teenagers uh, 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 going to rob a, a house of uh, an elderly couple. 
and uh, <laughs> they are very like stoners and things like that. And uh, then the elderly couple all of a sudden came home. And uh, yeah, it's about what happens when uh, the elders come home. Okay. And the movie, the movie did not end like I thought it was. Uh, I, I'm, I'm actually going to give that an 8 as well. I really, really thought it was a funny movie. Cool. What was that called again? The Owners. The Owners. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. It sounds like a video game, doesn't it? Like, uh, yeah. what's a video game that would be like that? Oh, Bad Neighbors. Bad Neighbor, yeah, or uh, Bad right. Teacher, I think, is the other one. Um, right. They could make that video game just about the movie and have that be their video game. Uh, mm-hmm. What did I see? Oh, something we talked about recently, a documentary for... I saw two documentaries this week. Uh, I Pasta Far Eye. Oh, yeah. The Pastafarian documentary that came out this year, earlier this year, I guess. Um, It's only an hour long, so it's kind of a short documentary, but it's very good. Mm -hmm. Uh, I really enjoyed it. They went into some stuff that I didn't even know, and we had just covered this as a topic, right? And it's really well put together uh, as far as the people they interview uh, are all around the world and, and... and coming at Pastafarianism from different perspectives. Uh, they have this one guy, I think, in Iceland, who actually has his own church, where people actually come to his church to to uh, to worship uh, the spaghetti monster, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. Overall, I give this an 8. Yeah, I'm going to give it an 8 solid. Uh, I, I wanted more. I, I wanted it to be longer than an, an hour, so... I uh, have seen one of the worst movies I've seen in years. Uh, it is called Hard to, <laughs> Hard to Kill, Luke. Uh, I think I saw this, yeah. Let me let me check it. Really? I'm pretty sure I saw this. With, with uh, uh, Eva Marie and, uh, and Bruce Willis? Oh, no, no. I'm <laughs> thinking of the 90s uh, Steven Seagal movie. Right. Oh, okay, so Hard Kill is with Eva Marie, yes. Eva Marie, that Eva Marie, yes, that Eva Marie. Do you think she can act? No, she can't. This is one of the worst movies I have seen all fucking year. I gave it a zero. It's, it's, it's abysmal. I mean, Eva Marie has one of the leading fucking roles in this movie. Hooray! Yeah. Um, is it called Hard Kill? Hard Kill, yeah. Okay. I thought you said Hard to Kill. That's why I got confused. No, no. Okay. Hard to Kill. Uh, what else did you see? Uh, I saw the most controversial film ever talked about uh, the, the uh, last uh, two months. I saw Cuties. Q- oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yes, uh, the the child working film. movie. Yes, <laughs> the child working movie. Um, do you know what? I, I I will talk two seconds about the controversial thing. I don't understand it, other than that this movie isn't that fucking great in the first place. I I understood why that twerking scene was in the movie and it's kind of it's very important for the movie that this 
seen is in it because it is about over sexualizing children and things like that. But it is extremely preachy and it's extremely bad and it's extremely boring and it's extremely French and <laughs> people talking English in this movie. I gave this movie a three. So just every once in a while they speak English, or no, no, no. It's uh, it's no, uh, it's English uh, all, all the time. Oh, but they sometimes uh, speak Arabic. Okay. Um, mm. I saw another document. Go ahead. Just, just a bad movie. Yeah, sorry. I saw another documentary uh, that came out really recently called "You Can't Kill David Arquette." From oh. I want to see that movie. Yeah, it's out there now. If you can find it somewhere, uh, he, it's, it was not the documentary I thought it was going to be. Uh, it's all about him, uh, a journey of him trying to get back his credibility as a person more than as like an actor or a wrestler or anything like that. Which kind of that's how the trailer showed it. Mm-hmm. But he, it, it's really. It goes into his struggles with mental health, his uh, problems with his heart, and um, just being like a, an actor who got famous at kind of a young age. It goes into all that stuff. And then him, him getting blackballed by... How him getting blackballed by the wrestling community ended up also be, him being blackballed by the Hollywood community because they saw wrestling as like beneath them. You know what I mean? Um, overall, I'm going to give it an 8.5. Uh, I'd probably go higher if it, it wasn't quite as standard of a documentary as it is, but definitely a recommend for any wrestling fan and then anybody who just is really interested in uh, the life story of somebody who got famous at a younger age uh, and then ended up, you know, n- not as famous for whatever reason. Uh, the last movie I saw is a South Korean zombie movie, and it is one of the best zombie movies I have seen in years, and it's on Netflix. It's called Hashtag Alive. That is Hashtag Alive. Go and see it, everybody. So, it's about this guy that is trapped in, <laughs> in, inside of his apartment during a zombie uh Outbreak. Um, outbreak. Right. Okay. And uh, and uh, yeah, and uh, it is. I I don't know what to say about it other than I think everybody should see it. I I, I saw that this has gotten like six point three on IMDb, and I was like, why? I really. Really, really liked it, and I'm going to give it uh, 8.5. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, one of the yeah better zombie movies I've seen in a while. At least I really, really liked it. I love horror movies. So right, I, and I feel like the zombie genre has definitely fallen off as of recently, just because it got overdone. For a while there, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, are you ready to talk about the movie I saw last week? Sure. Let's uh, hear the other trailer for Tenant. Mm-hmm. 
They're running up walls. We can never know. Yeah, it's like I said, it's very inception. Yeah, that looked super inception like. You do. You chose to die instead of giving up your colleagues. It's just that it's both very like Inception and not like Inception at all. Not everybody does. Welcome to the afterlife. Wow, wow. I do. I need some idea of the threat we face. So he's dead. Got that out of this. And in, in the afterlife, it's apparently just like regular world. Nuclear <laughs> No. Something worse. All I have for you is a word. Tell it. It'll open the right doors. Some of the wrong ones, too. I have to start looking at the world in a new way. Try to understand it. Feel it. Yep. That looked very, very inception. Like I said in the review, it is very inception like. How's it end the story? <laughs> But I don't mind that. Inception is one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, hey, look. Uh, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? Wow, a short little thing here. A, a secret agent embarks on a dangerous, time-bending mission to prevent the start of World War III. Yeah. I, I That's why I was so careful to say anything. Because if you say anything about the movie, you kind of spoil it. <laughs> sure, that makes sense. Like, yeah. I mean, it's it's a movie that you kind of have to see just to have seen it. All right, I'm going to go into uh, Facebook things because you already did yours last week, basically. So, uh, well, I have I have a new review from okay. actually from my dad. So, uh, my dad uh, actually went to the movie movies and saw this, and I talked to him today, and uh, I've, I've I've written down what he said. Okay. <clears throat> I am never ever going to trust you again. This movie was one of the most confusing, boring movies I have ever seen. P.S. I didn't like Inception. Right, so a lot of people didn't like Inception. So, do you think if the, the people who didn't like Inception probably aren't going to like this? Probably. Yeah. I know a lot of people that didn't like that movie. Because, specifically, I for the reason it. you said, it was... Too confusing, yeah. and when, when you really start to think about Inception and try to have it make sense, it doesn't, mm -hmm. even though it's a cool concept. Um, Matt Spencer from the Facebook recommends this movie and says, Awesome movie, didn't get bored with it uh, even once. Uh, Marcus Dodd says, A stunningly overrated movie should have gone straight to TV. Uh, <laughs> uh, Aubrey Faham says, Phenomenal uh, scenery, yet... Not the best story from Nolan, but overall an extraordinary movie. Uh, Amel 
Elden says performance uh, was pretty bad. Music was bad. The human dimension and the depth of the characters were eradicated from this film. The idea was good, though. By far Nolan's worst movie yet. I don't think it's it's the worst movie, but like I said last week, I don't think it's his best either. So, right, okay. Uh, also coming out this uh, week is a movie called My Brother's Crossing. Uh, Bobby Clark and his wife Pam are killed by a pickup driver while riding their motorcycles. Uh, directed by Ricky Borba with absolutely nobody and uh, 8 out of 8 now 8.8 out of 10 uh, from IMDb 4.6 out of 5 on Facebook and that's it Uh, the argument also came out uh, when a couple argues about about a party and neither will back down they decide to recreate the evening to determine who was right. Uh, 4.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 70% on Rotten Tomatoes, 63% of Google users, directed by Robert Schwartzman, uh, starring, oh, it's got Ovid oh. in it, Danny Pudi, uh, Maggie Q, Tyler James Williams, who is uh, Everybody Hates Chris. Chris? Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, also coming out, a movie called Critical Thinking. A dedicated teacher inspires a group of uh, Lantics and black teens to become chess champions. Directed by John Lugusamo. Uh, also has him in the main role. Uh, Rachel uh, Bay Jones is in it. 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. A 5.3 out of 10 on IMDb. 65% on Google Metacritics and 92% of Google users like that movie. All right. Uh, what movie? What movie would you say? Oh yeah. Well, I'm gonna go t- Tenet because I haven't seen it yet. What about? But what about right. you? Well, I have seen Tenet, so I have to pick that. <laughs> well, no. Which one? You can't pick. You saw that last week, so it doesn't count. Which one oh. of these other three would you see? The argument. Definitely. Okay. That kind of looks interesting to me, and it's got good actors, yeah. so. Uh, audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. Go get a free trial and a free book. Uh, cancel the 30-day trial at any time during that period. Keep the free book, and it helps us out here at another digital citizen. That's audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen, all one word. Uh, next week we'll do news of the week. Uh, we will do tra- uh, 12 months of hell. Soon we will uh, do the first episode of Vogue. Uh, we will do another digital review of Rent a Pal. And for the first time in our history, we will actually try to guess uh, the Emmys 2020s. That will be interesting. Right. I mean, we're not going to do all the really small categories, but we're going to do right. like, what, the top 10, I think is what we do with the Oscars. So we'll probably do the same thing. Right. Too bad we don't have it like Rassies of TV. That would be funny. I don't think there's one, but maybe there is. Is there? I don't think so. There, there, there should be one. I, you think Rassies we would have heard of it already if it existed, so. A Rassie version of Right, TV? totally. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. But I, I'm just saying that that should exist. Yeah. Since we have the 
have the races of movies. I mean, there's a lot of shit TV show. I can think of some that we've seen this week that I would give a Rassi to. I mean, we we kind of do it with our top five worst TV show of the year at the end of the year, so that's yeah. kind of our version of it. Of, of the Rassis, yeah, that's true. Uh, the Jeremy Corner, anything interesting? Uh, I just want to say tier lists are stupid, and people who do videos or things on podcasts about tier lists, I hate it. Stop that. But we have done tier lists. Not tier lists. No, we we do like just top five or top ten or whatever. I'm talking about the tier lists where they take Photoshop and they go, this is S tier, this is A tier, this is B tier. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's... that's I, I, I understand why everybody does it because it's like something that everybody's doing and they think... But it makes horrible content. It's not that I don't care what you think about fast food or whatever. It's that... It's just bad content. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get that uh, off my check, chest. I've been thinking about that for a while. Sure. So, uh, have you uh, have you heard about this uh, Lionel Messi stuff going on? Kind of. Like I know I know who he is, and like kind of that there's a uh, thing going on, but I don't know exactly what's happening. Yeah. So he uh, uh, there was. He Huge rumors in the football world mm -hmm. that he was going to Manchester City uh, from Barcelona, from Barcelona, uh, and uh, they came out. Goal, uh, that is a YouTube channel, came out uh, with an interview uh, uh, with Messi saying, uh, "I'm going to stay in Barcelona, and this is why I I wanted to leave." and he was, like, I never seen a football player care so much about, like, losing uh, like I've seen in this interview. Uh, it was actually pretty touching, to be honest. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, did you see, what was it? It was in the BBC, yeah. Man blows up part of house while chasing a fly. In France. Yeah, I saw that. Yes, <laughs> I did. Yeah, I did see that. He picked up an electric fly swatter and started targeting it, but a gas canister was leaking in the home, and the reaction between the electrical fly swatter and the gas caused an explosion, destroying his kitchen. Right. Uh, what else have I seen this week? Uh, nothing much. I have not seen a lot on YouTube things. Have you? Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, not not really YouTube-wise. I'm sure there's something I'm forgetting, though. But uh, do you know what uh, just came out? What? The newest trailer for Dune. We have not seen a trailer for Dune yet. Okay. Do you want to see it with me? Because I haven't seen it. Uh, sure, I'm not really excited. The first Dune movie was awful, so I don't know why anybody would be excited for the, this one, but sure, let's do it. Because it's Denise Villeneuve. And? Yeah, it will be good. <laughs> and he has made uh, one of the most amazing science fiction movies of all time. I just... I, I've seen the first movie, and it wasn't good. And I didn't like the story from that one, so I don't know why the story from this is going to be better. Because it has a, an, one person... So, let's continue and play it. Give me a countdown. <laughs> In three, two, one, play. I'm excited. Let me be excited. 
Clearly, there's something awakening in my mind. I can't control it. What did you see? There's a crusade coming. Ooh. Do you often dream things that happen just as you dream them? Yes. The test is simple. Remove your hand from the box, and you die. What's in the box? What's in the box? What movie is this? You have proven you can rule yourself. Seven. Now you must learn to rule others. Something none of your ancestors learned. Oh, I like him. And you're gonna meet up with this really fat, ugly guy. Like halfway through the movie, by the way. He'll lose that one. I've seen the original. <laughs> I read the book. I have listened to the book. The book is pretty okay. Kill him. Bartusta. This is an extermination. Yeah. They're picking my family off one by one. Let's fight like demons. An animal caught in a trap will gnaw off its own leg to escape. What will you do? Hmm. I know you. I would like make somebody a really nice meal. That's... <laughs> Is that sacrifice? <laughs> yes. All of civilization depends on it. I can see it. I like the music. Pink Floyd. I must not fear. Yeah. Fear is the mind killer. My Lord Duke. Where the fear is gone, only I will remain. Oh yeah, here's the sand monster. Mm -hmm. um, Oh, yeah. Whoa, that looks cool. I mean, that's the part you really remember from the movie from, what, the yeah. 70s? Yeah. Early 70s, I want to say that yeah. came out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm optimistic. I mean, it looks better than the first one, but it, it's one of those things where I'm not a huge fan of, like, uh those kind of show, shows or movies that are about, like, uh, the king has to go take a journey to whatever. Right. Yeah, it's very right. much this, that kind of story, and I just don't like those kind of stories, really. I'm, uh, yeah. Uh, did you see this video I posted in the chat from at all? I don't think so. Uh, this, there's a Lincoln City Council. Uh, a man promotes renaming boneless chicken wings from. Okay, why? Let's, well, let's watch and see what he has to say. Go ahead and give me a countdown. In three, two, one, play. Oh, so I won't take up too much of your time here. My name is Andrew Christensen. Uh, I live at 1212 Twin Ridge Road. Lincoln has the opportunity to be a social leader in this country. We have been casually ignoring a problem that has gotten so out of control that our children are throwing around names and words 
without even understanding their true meaning and treating things as, as though they're normal. I go into nice family restaurants and I see people throwing this name around and pretending as though everything is just fine. <laughs> I'm talking about boneless chicken wings. I propose that we as a city remove the... Excuse me, I'm trying to... Excuse me. I propose that we as a city remove the name boneless wings from our menus and from our hearts. These are our reasons why. Number one, nothing about boneless chicken wings actually come from the wing of a chicken. We would be disgusted if a butcher was mislabeling their cuts of meats, but then we go around and pretending as though the breast of the chicken is its wing. Number two, boneless chicken wings are just chicken tenders, which are already boneless. I don't go to order boneless tacos. I don't go and order boneless club sandwiches. I don't ask for boneless auto repair. It's just what's expected. And then wow. number three, we need to raise our children better. It's clearly our a troll are raised from. being afraid of having oh, I really, really attached to so. their meat. That's where meat comes from. It grows on bones. We need to teach them that the wing of a chicken is from a chicken, and it's delicious. <laughs> I propose that we rename boneless wings in the city of Lincoln. We can call them buffalo-style chicken tenders. We can call them wet tenders. We can call them saucy nugs or trash. Saucy nugs. We can take these steps <laughs> or trash. the country yeah. that where we stand and that we understand that we've been living a lie for far too long. And we know it because we feel it in our bones. Uh, we feel it in our bones. <laughs> See what you did there? What do you, you think he was just at a restaurant and is like, I'm going to go to city council and talk about this. Wow. <laughs> <sighs> That man has kahunas, I must say. I, I mean, really, it's a local really city have... council. Anybody, like, a local city council, anybody can go up there for five minutes and say anything they want. It's like part, that's what mm -hmm. a city council is for. So he's clearly, I think he's clearly just trolling, but it's hilarious. It is very, very funny. Uh, okay, uh, I think it's time to wrap up. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I don't think... I don't think there's anything else we're forgetting, really, but there probably is. If it is, we will talk about it next week. Uh, my name is Fro. My name is Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. <laughs> <laughs>